0: Our reading for this night is from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, and can be found on page 836 in your Pew Bible. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. But Jesus got into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets." And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken and so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. And when they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Word of God, word of life. It's be to God. Those of you who have been reading every day Ubuntu with you, that you would know, this will sound familiar, there is a proverb that shows up in nearly every African language that says a person is a person through other persons, which simply reminds us that we are all linked together. And as much as we may imagine ourselves as an island, we never are. We are linked together in ways that we can never know the depth of. Even people we've never met, but maybe we hear or see on TV or social media or through podcasts have an impact on us. Maybe not a big one, but there is an impact there. This is true about our ancestors as well, whom we have never met. Family systems theory tells us that the habits and behaviors of those who have come before us can be and often are transmitted down through the generations. I remember, and I continue to be amazed at the number of people in my family tree who are faith leaders. Here I was thinking that my connection to God and scripture, which is what drew me to ministry, was all that drew me to ministry. But turns out a greater influence was my ancestors who had done the same and the pastors that I had had for my life, my whole life. Those ancestors whose faith is passed down through the generations, whose connection to God is passed down through the generations. Turns out, I also have an incredible amount of adventurers and leaders in my family tree. I am not unique at all. The same principle can apply to those we hear about in scripture. Their stories, stories of ordinary people being called into a deeper relationship with the divine, shape who we are as faith followers. They strengthen us and help us understand truths about ourselves, and God, about God's love and grace for all people. Out of all of the apostles, Peter is the one who reminds us of the power of God's grace in our lives. How again and again the presence of Jesus brings hope and freedom. How in Jesus any shame that we may feel because of our actions is undone. I couldn't help but think about Peter this past Sunday as we sang Holy Spirit. This is the one, Peter, who was among the first to be called by Jesus, who was most often listed first. If we have lists of the disciples, Peter is often the first one that is listed. Peter spoke first and was the spokesperson for the group of disciples, and yet he is also the one who most often put his foot in his mouth, who spoke before he thought who was called Satan by Jesus, who has jumped out of a boat naked and tried to walk on water just like Jesus. And he was the rock of the church, of the faith community that was being formed. Peter also promised Jesus in those last days that he would die with him if that was what was going to happen. And then a few hours later, denies even knowing him three The degree of shame that he felt the moment he realized what he had done, we know was deep. And yet Jesus meets him on the shore a few days later and undoes all of that shame with love and grace and trust. This Lent, as we consider the grace of God in our lives, we will be hearing on Wednesdays about Peter and how time and again, God's grace continues to shape his life. And we start with Luke's story of how Peter became a disciple of Jesus. But our story about Peter and Jesus does not start here in chapter five. I'm not ashamed to admit that I did not put this together until just yesterday, but Jesus's healing of Peter's mother-in-law happens in chapter four. So Jesus is visiting Peter's home before this encounter on the shore, which would indicate that there's a relationship of some sort before Jesus actually calls Peter to be his disciple. And we know from Jesus's conversation with the people at Nazareth, that after the temptation, Jesus was hanging out in Capernaum and doing all sorts of things. So the home of Peter is Capernaum, right? And his wife and apparently his mother-in-law as well. And then Jesus leaves Capernaum after healing Peter's mother-in-law and others, which is indicated to us in verse 43, but returns to the Sea of Galilee in chapter 5. And while he's teaching the crowds, he, they get to be a little bit too big. And so seeing his friend Simon, who is Peter, he jumps into his boat and goes a little ways from shore so that he can be heard and so that he can see the people. And there's Peter, sitting in his boat, listening to Jesus. Once again, he had a front row seat to Jesus' revolutionary work. Jesus, the teacher, the rabbi. And this would have blown Peter's mind. Because Peter is a fisherman. He's pretty low on the social totem pole. He would have had a basic religious education, Those who follow teachers and rabbis are the top of the class after years and years of study. This is a special position. And yet there was Peter at the feet of the teacher, the most popular teacher at the time. And I'm sure that Peter couldn't quite wrap his head around what was going on. All of this would then explain Peter's response of unworthiness. He was not the kind of guy anyone would have said was worthy of notice by one such as Jesus, much less the incredible windfall that he received with two boats overflowing with fish. And in that moment, Jesus looks at him with grace and love and says, you do not need to fear your sin or your shame. You are mine and you will catch people with me. Is it any wonder that they walked away from everything and followed Jesus? This one who sees them, who really sees them? Jesus sees the worth in Peter and Andrew, James and John, of Matthew and of Judas and all of the others whom he calls. And in the scene of the ones who are not always seen by others, he begins to remind them, of God's love, and how it is meant to be known, not just by those who are at the head of the class, but by all people. Jesus will go on to redefine the commandments, the laws that the people have been following, those commandments given to Moses. He will center them once again on the other, on the neighbor, and not on the self. Lent is a time for us to recenter ourselves in God's love. To remember that we are created for love, created to love God and our neighbor and ourselves. To remember that God's grace works in and through our lives to undo the shame that we feel, that the world piles on to us. That the light of Jesus shines on us, filling us with hope that does not disappoint. Even if our Lenten disciplines take us to places where we need to repent, where we need to face how we've fallen short of the glory of God, we do so knowing God's grace and love are ours, no matter what. In that abundance, God breathes life into us, restores us, gives us hope. Peter learns this as he follows Jesus, fishing for people until the day he dies, And as we travel with Peter this Lenten season, may we see that he is us. And like Peter, Jesus' love and grace is ours, no matter what.